Get ready, get ready! This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And welcome back to the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones with you here. As the Bills look to go ahead and build from a, a three and two record they established into the bye week, coming out of it now, hoping that Jordan Matthews is healthy. Um, that we've seen some development in the Bills' offense here, and uh, they turn a leaf as they get into a uh, Week Seven matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so here we are at the break, and you know, Alex, I gotta say at this point here. I'm not disappointed. It would have been nice to have that win over Cincinnati and go into the break at you know four and one. But right now, I'm I'm content where things are, and I think they can build on it uh, with home matchups coming up in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, um, you know, I think this is a time where the Bills can really capitalize on their schedule. Um, it's supposed to be beautiful these next couple of weeks. Um, Orchard Park, I think, is predicted for 70 degrees uh, this Sunday. So. That is un- unseen. Pre- you know, I've never been to a game in the end of October where um, we've had such beautiful weather. So um, I think that they, if they capitalize on these games, it'll get them rolling. Um, and also, there's some banged up squads we're playing. We're not playing teams that are at their full health. Um, Quite a few players for the Buccaneers are injured, including starting quarterback James Winston, uh, Quan Alexander, Levante David, and quite a few players for the Raiders are also banged up right now. So if the Bills can get through this and sneak out a couple of wins, um, I think this could be big for the season. Taking on a Tampa Bay team whose defense ranks, I think, 31st overall. That, that definitely helps the offense going into this game. I think this is a game where we're going to finally see Shady McCoy get open, and I expect a big game out of him. I expect him to end his drought and get into the end zone this week. I think a lot of the offense, I wouldn't say it rests on Shady's shoulders, but I expect him to perform this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, I forget who it was um, last week opened it up against the Buccaneers defense. Um, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson went for few big runs and you know it was looking like Adrian Peterson was done in the water in all honesty so I think that Shady McCoy who's still very much in his prime um has a very good shot at um doing well this week the only there's one factor I think that could be tough um for him is uh Gerald McCoy's in there a very good defensive tackle um so I think that'll be one thing it'll be an interesting matchup between Incognito and McCoy uh, another matchup that uh, could be interesting this week is just how they cover the tight end because I, you know, I think Nick O'Leary is going to have an important role in this Bills offense with Charles Clay's sideline. But I also pose the question: Does this open up the pass attack? Do we see Tyrod air it out not just to his tight ends, but does he look towards his receivers? If Jordan Matthews is healthy, that's a definite plus out there. Do we see Zay Jones start to come alive and start to effectively catch the football? I've been very critical of him uh, watching him these you know first five games there. That I think he's a guy that needs to step up. Um, I mean, do we see them actually able to air it out, you know, without just using the tight end as a crutch in this game? Uh, Brett, I think one of the big things is that the Bills need to. Um, I, I see. The thing is, I, I don't think that they are using the tight end as a crutch. 
I think you go to where teams giving you space. So if your tight ends open, if there, if you have a mat, if you have a, a matchup there that's going to be a tough one um, for the opposing team, you you expose that weakness. And I think tight end this week will be a good one. Logan Thomas needs to have a good game. Um, and Nick O'Leary is always a very solid tight end. I think he could have a good game um, just because their linebacking core is a little depleted right now. And um, down the middle, they I don't think TJ Ward is healthy yet. So there, there's going to be some space in the middle for our tight ends to work. Um, but I, I think that's going to be the big thing. Basically, give play to what the defense is giving you. If they start giving you underneath routes to Zay, um, to the newly acquired Deontay um, Thompson, and um, to uh, if Matthews is playing to Matthews, then I think that you got to you got to take that. But um, I, I think it's going to be a big week for the tight ends. I think their their linebackers are going to be a little tough, um, a little beat up going into the game, and I think that's an area we can exploit. Yep, I I, I think I'm going to agree with that here. As far as quarterback this week, we'll see if uh, Jameis Winston plays with that AC sprain. Or if we see Fitzpatrick, I, I think Fitzpatrick, from what I had, I didn't watch it last week. I took a p- complete bye week myself from the NFL. I went to a pumpkin patch. I went out with the family. I, I avoided football like the plague last weekend. I needed a weekend off. So honestly, I didn't see any of that Tampa Bay game, but just hearing buzz on the radio and what have you, it sounded like Fitz did okay. And Fitz has done that everywhere he's gone. We've seen flashes of brilliance of, from Ryan Fitzpatrick, we've also seen uh, flashes of um, just terribleness. So I would hope that they could go ahead and resurrect the fits that uh, everyone disliked in Buffalo as opposed to the fits that we liked and uh, that this defense can, uh, you know, basically put pressure on him, get him to throw outside the pocket because when he's on the move, He's not like Tyrod. He can't make accurate throws on the move there. That's when we see him throw interceptions here. And I I think if they can keep a constant pressure on Fitz, should he be the the starter in this game, I think they can win the defensive advantage against him. Yeah. um, Fitz had a uh, real bad throw. Real, like, comically bad throw in that game. He was running out. He went to do a shovel pass. The guy was standing by the far pylon and Fitzy literally just duffed it and just threw it in the middle of the end zone you gotta look it up Brad it is it's pretty funny to watch um but I, I agree I think if I think applying the pressure no matter what because Jamin Jameis is also a gunslinger in Fitz's vein he or uh, I would say Jameis is more like Brett Favre he's gonna try to fit throws in he's gonna he's got a cannon um but the problem is he also throws up a lot of picks. So if you can get in his face and make him feel uncomfortable, um, I think that's going to be a big key for this defense. And they've had a very opportunistic secondary here. Micah Hyde has been playing just absolutely outstanding at safety, uh, worth every single penny that they played him for. Uh, Jordan Poyer looks outstanding. Uh, Tredavious White, you know, he did get torched a little bit by A.J. Green, but A.J. Green is one of the best wide receivers in football, so I think that kind of thing is expected to happen out there. Um, I mean, overall, you know, I I love what the secondary is doing. Sharice Wright uh, having a role in there. I mean, I I would put the secondary right now against them. The weapon that I'm concerned with is, you know, I think a guy who I don't think is out of the twilight yet, and that is in uh, Deshaun Jackson, who 
Uh, I think when he gets hot, he's he's tough to stop here. So if they can keep him from getting hot at any point here, I still say advantage Bills. I agree, and I think you do that by um, forcing Tampa Bay. Basically, you buffer him in coverage. So Deshaun works once he gets into open space. So if you basically um, limit him in a tunnel almost of zone coverage, building it around him, I mean – Mike Evans is the number one receiver. He's a big body guy who will go downfield and try to get the ball. Um, but he is, uh, in all honesty, uh, somebody that you can sort of, he, he's a one-on-one guy. You know, you can man up with uh, with Trey um, and, you know, sort of lock him down. But with Deshaun, you got to sort of bubble him down in coverage and don't let him get into open space. Because if he gets into open space, he'll beat anybody in the league. That is one thing Deshaun Jackson is historically known for. Um, so as long as we bracket him and basically make him um, a non-issue, then I think the Bills will be fine there. And let's not forget about Mike Evans, another big wide receiver here. Same draft class as the Sammy Watkins draft there in 2013. That uh, He's definitely a concern in this game here. Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he's been incredibly healthy. I know he's had stretches in his career where he's had to sit, but uh, uh, someone else at the Bills needed to be able to cover in this football game. Um, uh, Mike Evans? Correct. Yeah. Um, he has, I don't think he's had a ton of issues with health, um, but I think that he is, he's sort of in the vein of A.J. Green. Um, he's a big body receiver who can go up and fight for the ball. Um, and he's one of those guys that um, uh, is honestly a game changer. Like, he really can change up a game. He's Jameson's favorite target, probably Fitzy's favorite target, too. Um, and so I think it's one of those things where you got to really you got to really fight him and you got to put pressure to make sure the ball doesn't get to him. But there's a lot of threats on this offense. They have a really good uh, tight end as well. Um, they have a few good players. So I, I think that the Buccaneers are offensively are a little scary. They got um, Doug Martin as well coming back from injury. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where uh, they have a lot of offensive weapons. The offense just hasn't been there. But the Bills, we've heard so much about injuries, you know, Charles Clay. Uh, but the good thing is Cordy Glenn sounds like he's fully practicing here. Chantrell Henderson uh, back from suspension right now. Jordan Matthews is going to play. Uh, definitely a bye week is a good chance to get your guys rested up and healthy here. Uh, especially, uh, you know, Marcel Darius out there in defensive as well. That if we can get some of these guys who have been missing some time here due to injury and what have you here, uh, that's going to be huge, especially going into uh, a back-to-back homestand. Yeah, and I think uh, I think is going to be the biggest one. Um a lot of people are talking, like, the problem with the Buffalo Bills fan base is because of this huge, lingering playoff drought, fans are just so hungry for winning that they are willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I cannot tell you how many times this, like, bye week, I've seen, oh, we need to trade Forty Glenn, we need to get rid of him. He's, a, he's probably a top five left tackle in the NFL. Like, that's just a fact. And so once he gets healthy, he'll be able to he'll be able to really tear it up. But I just think it's one of those things where, as Bill fans, we need to be patient because really, Cordy Glenn is a phenomenal left tackle. And once he gets healthy, once he gets back on the field full time, 
then we can start talking about moving Dawkins over to the right side or having Chantrell Henderson there because Jordan Mills just really has not been working out. Who would you say is your X factor offensively for the Bills this week? Who has to have a big game? Does it rest on LaShawn McCoy or is it going to be on the quarterback? Does Tyrod Taylor have to have a good game this week for the Bills to come out on top? See, um, I, I think it's the. I'm going to give cop out a little bit and say that it's not one player. It's a whole unit, and that's got to be the offensive line. Um, under that, against the Bengals, uh, Tyrod did not have a moment's rest in that pocket to be able to do things. He was constantly under pressure, and I don't care who the quarterback is, going from the top guys, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, to the lowest of the low. Um, like Blake Boros, if they're getting pressure, they're going to start getting panicky and start moving around. And that's what Tyrod ended up doing at the end of the game because he felt like there was going to be constant pressure on him um, to uh, uh, by the defensive players. And so um, I think the offensive line has got to have a big game like they did against the uh, New York Jets if we're going to be successful. All right, let's get into predictions for this game here. I'm going to say that Buffalo gets a winner at home. Uh, you know, I'll say decent but not super convincing here. I'll say a 10-point win. We'll say Buffalo 27, Tampa Bay 17. How about you, Alex? Um, I'm going to say the Bills pull it out 21-7. Um, I, think that the, I think Tampa Bay gets up with an early deep pass uh, to Mike Evans, but after that, um, the Bills offense sort of – um, you know, reroutes essentially and gets gets their their defense gets under control. They figure out what they're doing, and we really shut the Buccaneers down. Well, that's going to do it for this week of the Buffalo Down Draft House podcast. Make sure you uh, read our work here at buffalodown.com. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook and uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow me at Bills Bruiser. Follow Alex at St. Alex Jones. Again, read our work here at buffalodown.com. You can also like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash buffalodown. For Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Go Bills! This has been the buffalodown.com podcast, part of the Fan Sided Sports Network, an R Street Media production.